brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. On the way, on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks, cause you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way, on the way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Millicent, and with my co-host, D. Hey, everybody. And today, this is going to be another uh, super, super, super dope episode. I've been waiting to have this episode for a minute. It's always been like scheduled things going on. So now that we got him here locked in, we're about to definitely put some valuable gems out there. And his name, Steph, is he's also known as Steph is Dope. And he's a real... Man, excuse me. I'm, <laughs> I'm choking and shit. Like he's a, he's a uh, realtor, tech founder, designer, marketer, entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of Nowhere, Nowhere B&B. I'm saying that right, correct? No Airbnb. No, no Airbnb and the father yeah. of Polymath Designs. So with all that being said, welcome to the show, bro. We super, super excited to have you. No, thank you, man. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate y'all and kind of getting to know something about, more about y'all before the call a little bit. So yeah, that was cool. yeah that, mm-hmm. definitely, man. And uh, we was just chopping it up a little bit. But uh, so the first question we usually ask our guests is, so what was the start to all the things you're doing now? What was the start of that? Like, yo, stuck mode. 
That's bread. That's bread. Yeah, yeah man. So I'd say my entrepreneurial spirit kind of started from then, man. Like, I just enjoy, I enjoy doing things and being compensated for it. Whatever mm-hmm. that may be, if I got the skills for it and ideas for it or whatever, like, I, I just enjoy, I enjoy the process of putting something out there or doing some work and just receiving compensation for it, man. So, yeah. Mm, okay okay and you you spoke on your parents quickly and that was another question i want to ask because i always like i always try to understand people's background to understand okay like why do they think the way they think so how important how like important was that role that your parents played and where they you said they were like uh pretty much like doing different things and stuff so they were like super entrepreneurial like financially literate folks well i mean to be honest not really, <laughs> not really. you know what i'm saying um like, I know, well, so my dad, my dad, I guess you could say he was financially literate because he had paper, like, he was never broke. And I've always, like, I've always, like, we always grew up knowing, like, my dad had bread. So I don't know if he necessarily knew about P&Ls and different, like, saving mechanisms and whatever. Like, he just knew, all right, I'm going to make some money. I'm going to put it here, put it there. I mean, the funny part about it is, like, my dad didn't even have a high school education for real. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like, he dropped out of school that middle... Yeah, I don't think he dropped out. One of the rumors, or one of the legends of my dad, because, uh, like, he got there when I was 12, but, like, one of the legends of my dad was that, like, he tried to kill one of his teachers. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, damn. Yeah, just, like, just, just, being, a, just being a young badass. I mean, and, and the funny part about it is the teacher that he tried to kill, like, like I guess, like, my brother's been in a meeting him because, like, they, like that teacher and my dad is having a good relationship after the fact, but when, when my dad was young, he was just bad as hell. But he dropped out, but even being a dropout, like, he's always, like, new ways to get money. And being, being a Jamaican, our number one, I guess, uh, resource or revenue generator is tourism. He was like, all right, well, this is what makes money in the country. Then I'm just going to go do what makes money. And he made the right decision and made a bunch of money. Met my mom. And, they, you know, here's me. And my mom, like, like she's, like, she's, like, she's always a hustler from the tourism stuff. She's also in, like, education and nursing and mad stuff like that like she actually owns a school in jamaica right now i was actually in jamaica last week to actually help her kind of optimize some of her stuff for her school and her benefits and stuff like that so yeah i mean honestly that's like so yeah i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say she's the most financially literate but she's always been a right, husband always right. been mm-hmm. so she owns her own school in jamaica yeah, yeah. Damn, that's, that's crazy. Really <laughs> that's crazy. You, you said it. You you said it real quick, like it was. Nothing. I'm like, yo, Brazil, no, go back for a second. She on her own school. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. What um, what ages, age range is it, or just all ages? Well, so here's the funny part about it. It's, it's technically like an adult school, like it's a vocational school, primarily focused on like nursing and hospitality, because like we know tourism is very big, so. She wanted to make sure that she kind of thought or, or created a school where people could learn about hospitality and tourism and stuff like that. So, like, they can get jobs in the hotels and resorts and different stuff like that. So, that's the primary focus. But the thing about it is, in the area where she's at, and the kind of person that she is, like, people kind of naturally gravitate towards her. And, like, kids would always be at building and be in a space anyway. So, she ended up kind of building a space for the little kids to hang out and, like, use the computer and stuff like that. So, I guess it is kind of all ages now. Yeah. That's dope. Mm. Okay, that's super dope. So, uh, what got you into tech? How did that start? Here's the, thing. Here's the thing about it, man. Um, the misunderstanding a lot of people have is that they're not into tech. Like, right now, the three of us are speaking on Zoom, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we connected on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of this is technology, whether we think about it or not. But we're, we're, we're using technology from the front-end user perspective. We're not necessarily using it from the back-end facilitation or, or engineering perspective, right. right? 
But I remember I was in, I was heavily into my music career. And one day, somehow, I think I was actually in Walmart and decided to buy the buy the buy the movie for uh, buy the DVD for the this movie called The Social Network. And essentially, The Social Network was a movie about the story of Facebook and how it got started. Now, the way it got started, I mean, like a lot of people know, but the whole the whole Facebook story is ridiculously tumultuous and crazy, and it's so wild, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's legendary because like this guy who was really a nobody was able to create something that changed the world for him and would change his life and change the world for people all across the planet, right? Which mm-hmm. I thought was always amazing, but it came from such a simple idea. And the thing is, I mean, I've never, I've never necessarily, well, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say I've never been a nobody. I mean, I've always been kind of cool and popular and whatever, whatever, but at the same time, I'm always humble and I, I, I don't mind being a nobody. I'd probably rather be a nobody, but... <laughs> I, I, I'd say the I'd say the thing that you know so powerful is like yo like this guy had an idea, knew that people would actually want to use it. He was able to see that people wanted to use it, that people needed it, and he just built it and changed the world. And this had to be maybe in like 2010, 2010, mm-hmm. 2011, something like that. And I knew I was like, all right, I've been I've always been into figuring how things work and remote control cars and electronics or whatever, but never necessarily like software or, or development. But when I saw that movie, I was like, yo, like, okay, like, I like that. So I remember writing down a bunch of different app ideas that I wanted to do in my notebook. But like, at that time, I was like doing events. I had my own music career, running a record label. So I kind of just put all that on the back burner. But I kept it in the back of my mind still. And what ended up happening was that I was hosting a music festival in Atlanta and while I was hosting the festival, we were renting an Airbnb, and the neighbors saw a bunch of black people in the house. They thought we were robbing the place, called the cops on us, and they kind of just blew up. And <laughs> what ended up happening was, because, I mean, you guys see me on Twitter and all that, I've been making viral tweets and whatever since I pretty much got on Twitter, right? But when the situation happened, the cops pulled up, and they had their guns on, they had to show them what was going on. But after, after we kind of cleared everything up, I asked the cops, I was like, hey, is it cool if we get a selfie together? Because my marketing brain turned on instantly. And the cops were like, yeah, sure, as long as you get my good side. So I mm-hmm. took a photo with these cops, and I made the tweet. I was like, yo, the Airbnb ride is saying, uh, or the Airbnb ride is so dope. The neighbors thought we were robbing the place, called the cops. And I tweeted it, put my phone down. Five minutes later, I get a call from one of my friends, and I'm like, yo, like, you know you're about to go viral, right? And I was like, all right, bet. I do it all the time, whatever. No <laughs> when, when the roll-up, he <laughs> threw food, I was chilling. And then, and then... My phone starts blowing up, and I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? Next thing I get a call from BuzzFeed and here and there, and, and like, it just blew up crazy. So I was like, all right, like, this is this is something bigger than I had even really anticipated. And then I started realizing just how our situation was actually not unique, and a lot of black people had been facing this very same circumstance. So I was like, all right, this is a big problem. Big. I'm not a person who likes to complain and just, I mean, granted, I've done my activism, I've been in the streets protesting with the horn and the whole, and the whole nine. I've done all that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm like, all right, we got these problems. How can I take a bigger approach or take a, a realer way to solve this problem? And I was like, all right, the whole world is staring at me right now. They're, they're all looking at me in my story. What is the best way that I can push this in a positive and a beneficial direction? Not just only for me, but for my, for my people and for my culture overall. And then... My older brother at the time, well, I can talk to my older brother all the time, but at the time he told me, he was like, yo, you need to drop a mixtape, bro, because he was my manager. <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, I don't know about that, bro. I think we got a bigger opportunity here. And I sat down, full transparency, I rolled some weed, <laughs> and I sat down, and I was like, yo, what do I do? And the idea for Noir B&B came like a ton of bricks. Like the name, the idea, everything came all at once. And I was like, okay, yo, this is that tech idea. This, like, this was it. Like, like I told you, I had ideas in the chamber that I still do, actually, that, that would totally take off. But this one hit me so perfect because it, it was firing on all cylinders, right? It was like, yo, one, you're solving a problem. Two, you've got your niche market, the black community who, who needs this service. Mm-hmm. Three, it's all tech. And the name and everything, it just all made sense all at once. So I was like, man, look, let's come up with an idea and make it happen. And I remember I came up with an idea, had a, made a little deck and all that. I had a contact in Airbnb after everything that happened, and I reached out to them, and I was like, yo, I got an idea that can not only solve your problem, but also help my community and just be a, be a win-win for all parties involved. They liked the idea. They flew us, but they liked the fish, the, the little brief fish, and they flew us out to the headquarters of San Fran, put us up in an Airbnb for like two days in the whole nine. We, like, we met some of their higher-ups, like literally their entire black staff in the whole nine, and I pitched it to them. I was like, yo, the black travel market in America alone is a $50 billion industry. The African-American spending power is about $1.3 trillion. Oh, like, you're leaving a lot of money on the table and you're leaving an unserved, underserved market. And like they loved it, heard all that, 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 but they didn't end up acting on it. But we were in negotiations for about three to six months. I had, literally, I bought the domain and everything. I had it on deck and we did nothing with it. He said, you know what? Nah, like, like we need to just jump out there on our own and make it happen. And we had been in a conversation for a while for them about this instance and this experience and this data and this whatever, whatever. And they just weren't really receptive. To, uh, you know what? Forget it. They're not going to do it. We need to do it. And at that time, I didn't know anything about building a tech website. I mean, I had, I had done, like, minimal stuff, but nothing of this level. But I said, you know what, bro? I'm not scared of nothing. When whatever happens, happens. Let's just jump out there and do it. And, we, like, we made a landing page. Just to collect emails, and I said, look, it's Friday. If by Monday comes around and we have 100 emails, that, then we got some to work with, then we'll take it from there. And by the time Monday came around, we had about 14,000 emails. So we're like, all right, like, we got a business model. We got a customer base. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Like, like I, I have no time to back up and be scared. Right. Like, no, like, we're out here, and let's go full head, full head, full, full steam head. And that's what we did. So I, so I ended up, I literally ended up, uh, being racism into tech. <laughs> racism into tech. Nah, that's that's like no, like no bullshit. Like what you doing with that is one of the dopest like business things I've seen like in my life for Thank real. You. Like that's like that's cold. And I, I and I and I'm glad you uh, dived into it because I definitely want to talk about that. And uh, like, what's behind the name though? What made you, what made you come up with that name? Normie's well, so here's the thing. So so noir means black in French, right? Now, so there's that, but then also, are you guys familiar with Travel Noir? Travel Noir? Mm-mm. I think I heard of it so, before. So, so Travel Noir is, I mean, they're almost hard to describe because they do so many dope, incredible things, and they were actually acquired by Blavity recently. But essentially, Travel Noir is a platform that really highlights and showcases black travel and black travelers around the world, and just, and just, and just kind of helps you figure out ways to work around the planet and connect with other black folks and go to dope places and, and like, Really, like, really just kind of helped set the stage for that whole for the whole black travel movement. And I'd always been a, a fan of uh, a travel noir. Like the Instagram is incredible. It's beautiful black melanated 
when the idea hit me, I was like, all right, this is black travel. This is home sharing. This is being the, I was like, all right, well, look, you just make, and I knew when noir meant black. I was like, yo, noir, air, the, the, they sound very kind of alike. Mm-hmm. And if like people, like people already knew Airbnb, people in our community pretty much damn near knew about, a lot of us knew about travel noir and, and the word noir. So I was like, all right, well, so if I smash them both together, like you could hear the name of my business and kind of already get the business model or the basic business model. So yep. like, it just made sense. So that's what it was. And the name was so good, we actually had a company try to copycat the name. I bet. So we, like, like we had to trademark our name and their name just to stop them from trying to like, like ride our whole way. But that's, a, that's an entire <laughs> other conversation. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Right. <laughs> that's brilliant, man. Like seriously. So like, uh, so is it set up where like pretty much like how Airbnb is where you could just go on there and you could just book somewhere you want to stay? Yeah, so very similar to that in the sense of like we do have just hosts and properties on there and we're actually acquiring an attic more every day. What we realized is that it was even, it was, well, so it was more than just accommodation, but even beyond all that, what we also know is that a lot of people just hate the process of having a finding place to stay and then book it and then book your flight and then figure out what to do. And like they hate the whole complicated and people got stuff to do i said you know what well not only can we provide accommodations like look our concierge team will find a place to stay for you find some things to do down there and kind of orchestrate and just map out the whole thing for you right so like so so, so we have accommodation we have our concierge team um we actually have this so airbnb has an experience program mm. i actually gave them that idea really? and with it in, our, in our bitch meeting no worries like so like literally when I say, when I say, I got billion dollar court, like, all right, so, like, we got the whole crisis when I movement and, and hatch and all that, but that thread started because I, I was giving a bunch of business advice and gain to my friends and my family, and, like, it would go in one ear, out the other, no one listening. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, bro. I've got billion dollar corporations using my ideas mm-hmm. to make more billions. I'm trying to help you make a couple of racks, and you're not listening. All right, bet, bro. I'm not giving you no more free game. The price right. just went up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, that, man, I love so that. that. I love that. Bruce, I mean, so, so that's kind of where that came from. But so, so we do. Um, we got accommodations, experiences, um, the concierge team, and we also do events too. Because in Miami, every year there's like there's, there's an event called Art Basel, right? All right, Basel. Come down from around the world. Yeah, check out the art celebrities and the whole nine. Mm-hmm. One of the things that like me and my homies would always talk about is like it's like yo, there's never really a platform or a place for us to kind of showcase our work and our scene and our community and what we do. And me being Jamaican in Jamaica, like we are so in Jamaica, you call your house your yard. So if you're about to go back to the crib, you're like yo, I'm going back to my yard, basically, right? But for Jamaicans who live around the world, we all kind of call Jamaica yard because Jamaica's our collective home, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, well, and, and you, I, as you'll learn, I can come up with names out the ass all day. <laughs> I said, you know what, I was like, I was like well, shit, if they don't want to let us in Art Basel, then we're going to create Yard Basel and do our own thing. Mm. Right? So, so we ended up doing that in 2017. Yeah, 2017, like for the first year, and it was, so we had like, we had a bunch of Jamaican artists, Caribbean artists. Like, we had, like, Caribbean cuisine, food, like, performance in the whole night. And, like, it ended up really dope. And we ended up doing it two years in a row. And the second one was, like, a thousand times bigger than the first one. So 
accommodations, the whole nine. And we're actually getting into some more real estate stuff too. I don't even want to give away too much sauce, but one of our main one of our main objections or questions in the beginning was like, hey, all right, this concept is awesome, it's great, but with redlining and other issues that black people have faced when, when focusing on real estate, how do you how are you guys sourcing these black hosts? And there was like that was a major point of contention, but it was like in my mind, I was always like, man, look, even before this idea, I've been in I've been in a real estate office, and my, like my whole mission was how do we get more black folks in the real estate, into owning real estate, being able to kind of slow gentrification as we know it, but even even forget the, the typical term of gentrification. How do we gentrify our own hood where it's like we're not we're not bringing in people who are outside of like yo, we're bringing money in to fix up our hoods and make it nicer for ourselves and also being able to turn them into revenue generators, right? So it's like, how do we do that? So we've actually been working on that a bit. So yeah, we, like we got a lot of things in the chamber right now. A lot of things. You cooking, you cooking, mm-hmm. man. And I and I want to say yes, I love man, man, this is so deep, but I love like your mindset just from you don't have a uh a victim mentality. And when I say that, I mean, mm-hmm. because like the, the experience you had with Airbnb is so many people, if they would have had that experience, they would have been like online going crazy. Oh, we protesting. We walking outside protesting Airbnb. So they treat us fair, which is like, okay, that's cool. But me necessarily personally, I'm not with that. I'm with, if, if you got a problem with something, you don't like how they doing it, create your own. And that's, you just personally, that's exactly what you did. So that's so dope. And that tells me your mindset is not no victim mindset at all. It's like, you in control. This is what we gonna do. So that's that's super cold to me, man. And I salute you for that for real. <laughs> man, I appreciate that. And, and honestly, bro, like that's always been my approach. And, and it's almost the, also why I kind of backed out of of uh, activism in, in this traditional sense because I know a bunch of activists and I love them. And I think a lot of their hearts are in the right place. But like when I actually provided the ideas on how to get, all right, how we can get a real ownership and make a real change and shit, make some real money too, they were like, nah, nah. And I, Wait a minute. I'm like, I'm like, hey, bro, like, you're not trying to solve no problems for real. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, like this, like this is really your way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and and what you realize is that when a lot of these people, if 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 there if there's nothing to fight, if there's no problem, then they're absolutely useless. Useless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, bro, like that's not my energy at all, man. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man. And like, I wanted to, I wanted to tell you, like, you have a real gift for problem solving. Like, just yeah. hearing each story, you automatically you take a problem and you solve it, like, automatically. And like, being an entrepreneur, that's a real key to have to being successful. Like, taking problems and solving them. So, for that, I think that's the dopest part of it all. Like, you got a real gift for it. The real, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's crazy, man. Like you said, with the uh, with the protesting thing. And like, it's funny, man, because like every time we bring somebody on the show <laughs> and we like talk to them about business, they always get to like this, this kind of talk. And I feel like, what, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we got to talk. We got to talk about it. And I feel like that is the real activism, like the entrepreneurship part, uh, creating your own things and providing for your own people. That's true activism to me because that's acting on something like just walking yep. and, and, and protesting. <laughs> <laughs> just walking and protesting on something that's to me personally uh, I mean some people might take this wrong that's begginism that's not even a word but that's begging I don't, that's not too much you're not taking no, really, no real action on nothing because there's no problem solving with that because if it is bro, a, <laughs> bro it's like bro it's what you said it's like bro here's the thing they're begging other people to, to make their life better like what you like, bro? Come on, man! And like, bro, like that—it has never happened. 
like that. Never. Like, you can't beg. You can't beg for your freedom. Never. You can't beg for your equality. You can't. You can't even appeal to people's morality. Exactly. For that. Like, yo, either you gonna make it or you or, gonna take it. Or you gonna like, take it. What you gonna mm-hmm. do? Would you, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's so real, and I and I and I I love talking about that, but just because I know some people, when I talk about how I'm not really with the protesting thing, they look at me like what, and I'm like, and I break it down to them like, yo, if somebody, like prime example, what happened with the Meek Mill situation, with mm-hmm. with the hotel and with the Cosmopolitan or whatever, like opposed to, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind doing what he did, but I feel like. It's enough wealthy black people, enough black uh, geniuses where we could do our own thing. We ain't got to be worrying about, hey, let us in your hotel. It's they shit. They don't have to let us in their shit mm-hmm. if they don't want to. I'm not begging nobody to, why are you kicking me out? Why are you kicking me out? I'm not going to be doing that. All right, you kick me out. All right, cool. I'm about to go do my own shit. Yep. Yeah, say no more. You know what I'm saying? So that, that mentality has always been kind of strange to me. It's like, well, I don't understand why people think like that. Uh, there's, it's just... Just our history, everything we done been through, just everything coming up to this point is just in us to be that way. But it's time for a change. And we need to just, you know, realize, like, you know, we got to do things differently. What worked in the past isn't going to work for us today. But it didn't even work in the past. Exactly. And people don't realize that. Here's the sickest part, bro. This is the sickest part to me, bro. And, like. One of my one of my homies on Twitter, um, Doe Dude, he's like he's actually an author and all that too. But he he always comes to me like, yo, after slavery ended, it was like, yo, Black Wall Street across the country got popping. Popping. Like, yo, we free now. <laughs> oh, like, turn up, I'm get this bag. You know what I'm saying? And meanwhile, you got us living in 2019 with more guns. More phones, more tech, more money, more whatever than ever. Opportunity. More opportunities than ever. Ever. Complain, and I'm like, bro, here's the thing. I'm like, man, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a racism denier. You know, what I'm right? Saying? Like, racism is real. Like, oppression and subjugation and violence, all that is very real. But you know what? We got guns too. You know what I'm saying? We got money too. Mm-hmm. What you mean? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, 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 what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, we can, like, we can go to war. On a monetary level, physical level, spiritual, emotional, like, bro, like, what do you want to do? But a lot of these cats, like, yo, they don't want smoke, but they want to act like they, they want to act smoke. like they like, want to smoke. Bro, if you want to smoke, get your ass to work, bro. Get some money, bro. Because, like, yo, help feed your community, bro. Because, like, saying you got smoke and making some angry tweets and yelling for a little bit, that's not going to do nothing for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> and, and, th- and this is a, a this is something random I just thought of. What do you think? Do you think? Oh, it, it is possible. I was gonna say, but what? Do you, hmm. How can I? How can I? How can I word this? Hey man, you ain't got a sugarcoat. <laughs> 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 right, I ain't, I'm definitely ain't gonna sugarcoat. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to figure out, like, make sure I'm saying, yeah. make sure I'm saying it the yeah. right way. But do you like? Because I know, like, we in the, in the community, in the community, we make activism synonymous with broke. Like, you can't, you can't be. Right, you can't have a mansion and be an actor. Like that's how we look at. It. Like what you like? How you fighting for the people when you in a mansion? How you fighting for the people when you got a Bentley? So I'm like, but <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> well, here's 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 the here's the thing about it, right? And this is this is deep, and this is nuanced, and it's almost it's it's kind of scary too, right? Because here's the thing, people. I'm about to get. I'm about to get real philosophical. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Do your thing, bro. Yeah, 
my thing, man. Me personally, I don't believe that we were born to exist in life and suffer. You know what I'm saying? Like we're like like we weren't put here to not know where our next meal is gonna come from. We weren't put here to not know how to take like how to take care of our family. Home. Not, 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 not say that to say that like life isn't supposed to be easy. Right. Life should come with some things that you need to overcome. Because when you overcome, then that makes you stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you realer. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like I said, like like we deserve to live life and enjoy it and experience mm. the way that we should want to. Now. You got a lot of people, what they do is they'll say, oh, you shouldn't have this money and you shouldn't have that. You shouldn't live like that. Blah, 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 blah. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to they're trying to put themselves, they're trying to make themselves morally superior to the wealthy, right? It's like, oh, like you got a Bentley and you got money and that means you're a bad person because if you really care, then you wouldn't even have that. Really like, like, nah, fam, like, here's the fact of the matter. If somebody has a Bentley, and a big-ass house and a bunch of money or whatever else, nine times out of ten, if they're not a scammer, you know what I'm saying, or a fraud or a thief or whatever, they had to build a business mm-hmm. and build something that that not only did they able to help them afford that, but they they probably get paid last. You know what I'm saying? Right. All, the, all their employees and whatever, whatever, got to get paid first and foremost. So mind you, if I done went through all that time educating myself to build this business and I had to go through training and hiring and setting up systems and practices, you damn right. If I want to buy a Bentley, I'm going to go buy that because you know what? My whole staff is paid. I was broke for 10 years. Shit, I'm going to enjoy this. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, the problem is that people that are that are in broke positions, a lot of the time, they don't see a way out for themselves. Like, they don't see their own path to success. And the fact that you were able to navigate that causes some resentment in them. And because they're not fully sure how to even reflect that or get that out in a positive way, they're going to call you evil and they're going to make you a villain. They're going to make you the bad guy. When really it's like, man, all the wealthiest people that I know are some of the most righteous, giving. Mm-hmm. Like, man, my, my stepmother, yo, church woman, all day, every day, getting the bag. She told my older brothers 10 years ago, 12 years ago, probably now, that's like, she told them to buy real estate in D.C. They did. They BS. You know what I'm saying? She got mad real estate in D.C., owned stupid properties in Jamaica, in the States, all over the place, businesses making dumb money, and she goes to Jamaica to give free health care to people. Wow. She donates to mad causes. Damn near the entire family works for her businesses, and they're able to live, and, and, and not only live, bruh, they got nice houses. The kids are straight. Everybody's good. And she's still able to give back to strangers. It's like, bro, like, our whole family down there is able to live a positive life. My my nieces and nephews and all that, my grandma, yo, they're, they're all good, happy, beautiful black children. Mm. Not worried about nothing because of what she was able to do. Right. And my father was able to do. And the other uncles and aunts, like, they were able to build that and not worry about nothing. It's like, you know what? That's activism, bro. Mm. How could you? And, and, and my and my, my stepmother drives a beautiful Jag, brand new Jag, lives in a beautiful ass house, got jewelry, flexed up, flossed up, mm. and she deserves to be. Yeah. She deserves to Yeah. I'm not mad at nobody. Cause, and, and, and the problem is that a lot of folks, they're, they're intellectual fools. They know a bunch of shit. But can't none of that shit that they know help them make no money. Right. Right. That's real. So the problem is that they can tell you they can tell you 
the capital of Bangladesh. <laughs> and niggas can't tell you how to make a dollar. Smart, <laughs> but how smart are, are you? Exactly. Like, you're smart with dumb shit. Dumb like, you're shit. Smart with, you're smart with Jeopardy info, and you might make some bread on Jeopardy, but you're not gonna make bread in regular life with that bullshit that you know. But because because that kills them so much, they use that to hate on wealthy people. And, and mind you, I'm not even. I'm not nowhere near where I want to be yet. In my mind, I'm broke. I'm poor. Same here. Same here. I'm trying to. I'm trying to turn up and get it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, bro, like my what, what I what I know is possible. I know I ain't even there yet. I'm, I'm working and busting my ass because I see what's possible, and also I know the struggle it takes. Most folks they hear about John B. Rockefeller or they hear about Jay Z or whatever, and a lot of them shouldn't say Jay Z because a lot of us know his story. But a lot of folks think that Jay-Z got rich because he didn't sign up for the Illuminati. Not right. doing that work. He was trapping and had to save his own money to take a risk on Rockefeller, Rockefeller. and do this and do that and do that to even get where they at now. But people don't see the journey. All they see is the highlight reel. Not mm-hmm. knowing that, bro, we were shooting in the gym. For real, for real. For hours. I mean, so, hours. For hours. You know what I mean? So I, I don't even mean to be long-winded, but... No, you good. I mean, but yeah, bro, like, that's, I, think, I think that's a big part of what it is, man. Yeah, you good, man. And, and that's so real, man, because even, like, that, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because even sometimes, well, m- me personally, well, it hasn't been recently, but I used to sometimes, like, I'd be like, man, I'm living good, I'm making good money, you know, I got good money, and I'd be thinking, like, man, wow, I feel like I should feel bad about this, like, because I, I, I'd be like, man, I feel like, am I like, I feel like I'm finessing life or something, and I feel like that's the thing where, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you feel me, and I feel like that's the thing where probably a lot of us go through, especially a lot of us when we're young and we first start coming into money, because we come from areas where, like, most people are really not doing good, and it's like, you look at the people that's doing good as, like, you know, they morally corrupt, so I started feeling that about myself, like, damn, why don't, why don't I feel that? I'm like, yo, what the? F- what's wrong with me? I deserve this. Like, man, I worked my ass off. I didn't, didn't stay, didn't stay, you know, grinding. I, de- I deserve this, man. You can't tell, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. That's, I'm glad you brought that up, for real. Now, I'm going to say what it is, and I go through the same thing sometimes. But what, what that is is that it's imposter syndrome that we go through because, like, we, we sit there thinking, like, after all that we've done, Getting, getting money and making money sometimes can seem so easy. It's like, bro, yeah. no, nah, bro, this ain't right. Not knowing that, fam, like, no, bro, all the years of ramen noodles and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, $3, $3 on pump two. <laughs> You're right, right. Nah, for real. Like, really, like, really, all that, all those moments were preparing you to get this bag. So, you know what I'm saying? So don't feel bad about it because you, you've been adding up your skills adding up your resilience and making your skin tougher to be in a position one and then two it's like man it's like bro like i told my friends last month right because like my boy carmel my best friend from high school one of the smartest cats i know i was telling him and his fiance i was like man look we are superheroes right because of what we know in our heads and who we are mm-hmm. we're superheroes and, and and the thing about it is because because we are good people genuinely inside it does feel wrong. It feels unfair. It feels like a finesse because it's like, damn, bro, like, I'm so ahead mentally and even in life. Yeah. Our people are like, it's like, yo, I shouldn't be here right now. But really, it's like, yo, you're actually, I'm not sure if you're religious. I'm not, I'm not really religious. No, I'm, not. I'm spiritual, right? Yeah. And my thing is, man, look, it's a, if you don't step into your destiny and embrace that shit, 
you are slapping God in the face. Mm. You are slapping the universe in the face. Mm. It's like, bro, you went through all this and you know all this and you are getting this money right now because, bro, this is what this, God didn't just give it to you. Right. It's not but you worked hard for it. And and, the, and I believe in the universe. It's like, yo, it's ideal. Like, I mean, the Bible says God helps those who help themselves. Who help themselves. Right? Motherfucker, help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, bro, you good. You good. You good, bro. You good. Help yourself because the universe will attract circumstances, situations, or even people to help get to you, get you to wherever you were trying to get to. So it's like, yo, don't be mad at that. Embrace it and walk into it because you need, you need to walk into it because, shit, as Max Maxwell says, your family and your friends need you to be rich. Mm. Right? They 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 need you to be rich. They need me to be rich, bro. Like I need to get rich, bro. My wife will tell you. Half of my stress is like, dog, I gotta get rich because I gotta help I gotta help her dad mm-hmm. and her mom. And really don't even need it for real. But like it's just what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. I wanna I'm like, yo, like I wanna help I wanna help my little cousins like bro, I was in Jamaica, my my little nephew wanted drone. I gotta go get a bag. So I gotta go buy. Mm-hmm. I promise him a drone. I got. I gotta get. I gotta get him a drone now. So it's like, yo, like your family needs you to succeed because, like, yo, it's it's your it's your job to lead that charge. And shit, you didn't crack the door. Now you need to kick the door down and let him in. And not only that, because I'm I'm not, I'm not I'm not gonna make it that easy, right? Do it for yourself, but for the ones that want to walk through and are willing to walk through and do the work to walk through, you didn't open the door and lay the blueprint for him. Like, yo, look, you see me do it. You, man, you, you, you knew me my whole life. Right. If I done done this, you can do this. So let's do this and let's build a family dynasty. Build a mm. friend dynasty. Like, that's what it's about. I'm fully embracing my greatness right now. And as, as both of you should too. Real, yeah, real, man. And, <laughs> oh, for real though. You know what I mean? For real, for like, real, for real, yeah. for real. And I and I love and I love that the universe manifestation talk. I, I, I love all that, man, because I'm with all that. So I love that you even mentioned those things right there. And that's like, man, what you just said was so real, man. Because like I said, that's even something that I'll struggle with sometimes. I'd be like, damn, my finessing life because I'm like so young. But but like you said. It's been, I didn't stay low, grind, like, grinded it up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could have, I could have been young, just wilding, it was, but I was just stacking everything, staying low, mm-hmm. getting up, getting my skills up, learning, learning, until like, you know what I'm saying, going through the motions, ups and downs, then like, damn, it's like, but it's like compound interest with investing, after them years of putting shit in, you know what I'm saying, just <laughs> Tally up, tally up. So yeah, man, that's real, man. I'm glad you said that, man. <laughs> I, I love your energy too, bro. For real, man. You got great, you got great, you got great, great energy for real, bro. And, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, the, and something, and something else I want to uh, ask you about was uh, polymath design, and what's the what's the uh, like the mission behind that? So polymath, man. Um, so polymath, the, the definition of the word polymath, I'm probably gonna butcher it. But it's essentially somebody who's 
multi-talented and into a lot of different things, right? And I say one of my personal life philosophies is it's called it's called humanism, but not just humanism. It's like Renaissance humanism, right? And the 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 term Renaissance. So like you've all heard the term Renaissance man and Renaissance woman, yeah, right? yeah. So that term came from back in the day where like the twenties, right? Somebody, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, even before, before that, that? like a seventeen hundred somebody. Oh, yeah. So essentially, essentially, it's like in 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 Europe, I believe in France in particular, the humanist movement or the Renaissance humanist movement was, was like, yo, like you want to be you want to be somebody who can fight and be a soldier in war and be and be and be proficient at that, but you also want to be proficient at writing poetry and dancing and the arts, but also be able to handle your business. It's like, it's like it's basically like being a well-rounded person overall, and I love that whole concept, right? So with me, I've always tried to box myself into one thing, but whenever I do that, that's my downfall because it's like, bro, like you do mad different things, and actually they they work better when you when you're thinking about multifaceted things. So it's like, yo, just just embrace that and walk fully into that, right? So as I learned the word polymath, I was like, yo, this word's cool as hell. I like this, like. You know what? That's going to be my whole new personal mantra. So, but before I did it, one of my good friends at the time, because like, like, yo, like this, yo, this is before Noir B&B and the whole nine action, right? So I was making music, but I was also kind of still in the streets. So one of my street mentors, one of my OGs, like I literally, I was kicking with him every day, right? But I rocked with him because he was always about progression, being, being creative, being dope, and just being on your shit. So when I came up with the idea and we were kicking it, I was like, yo, I'm about to start this, I'm about to start this clothing line kind of type thing called Polymath. And he was like, yo, Polymath, fuck with that. And I was like, bad, like I'm, I'm about to go hard with it, right? So, so actually at that time, I decided to make him my partner and, and we ended up kind of working on it. And then a month after that, my Airbnb situation happened, then that took off. And then months later, I was like, all right, well, let me just do the whole Airbnb thing. But, but before an Airbnb happened, then like November of 2015, he ended up committing suicide. Damn. And and that actually hurt me a lot because like, so his uh, his his graffiti name was Dab, and Dab stood for Do Anything But Stop, right? And he was one of my he was my man, my good friend, real positive dude, but he was obviously going through a lot. But when he died, like. I ended up kind of going through like a real dark depression, anxiety, and the whole nine. But this is also while like while I'm trying to synthesize like no RBD and that whole thing, and I'm running the record label and like it was just a bunch of drama. But I had that on pause for a minute. Had, I I think I owned the domain for like a year, two years. So I even made an announcement, but I said, you know what, my boy Dabs, his name was do anything but stop. If I don't launch this company, then I'm I'm, I'm gonna go against everything he stood for. Mm-hmm. So. I got out of my own way and put my fear to the side, designed the website, designed some, designed a couple of pieces, put it on the online store, and I had an entire online store up for like, I don't know how many months. Didn't announce it, didn't do nothing, still went through my anxiety and my fear. And then one of my friends, one of my friends uh, asked me to do a design for his mixtape cover. So I did the design, and it, like, it came out fire, and I was like, yo, this should go on a shirt. Wait a minute! I have a site that sells shirts. Let me just let me just launch this. See what happens and took off. I launched the idea, put it out there, and I made like a hundred something or whatever in the first day. And I was like, wait a minute, dog! I've had this site sitting here 
many months, and I made bread on my first day. What kind of loser have I been? businesses and a lot of like mm-hmm. entrepreneurial stuff going on which is super dope to me because like you said you're not you're not staying in one lane you you're doing your thing i mean i mean here's the thing right on it first of all thank you i appreciate that from both of y'all and um and the thing about it is from the outside looking in that's great it's beautiful I, I'm, I'm on the inside it is beautiful but to be honest one of the dudes on shark tank one of his bars was it's like i mean they say they say one out of every ten businesses fail. Right. I was like, I don't even. So it might have been different warm up. Yeah, like, I'm one of the guys, but yeah. like, she was like, yo, one out of every ten businesses fail. So how do you succeed? Start ten businesses. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, even even your odds, straight up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I've been again. blessed to the point where like I get these businesses out, but now no, actually, you know what? Let me run it back because I had a bunch of failures, like sales clothing brands. Failed record labels, failed marketing campaigns, tons of failures, right? But only to those failures, like, was I able to learn and kind of refine my process, you know what I'm saying? So my success rate is improving massively, but I had to go through mad failure and mad L's and mad brokenness and all types of just the worst to even make it to, to the point where I'm at now. That, but yeah. So, and with you, with you saying that, like the failures and stuff, what gives you? I want to ask you, what gives you that mindset to keep going? Because there's so many people, they fail one business, they like, nah, this ain't for me. This <laughs> business not for me, and they'll they'll be embarrassed, like, oh man, I fail. I want people to think this of me or whatever. So, what gives you that mindset? Where you like, you don't care. I'm gonna keep going anyway. I'm gonna keep trying different stuff. I say it's two things, um, maybe three things. The first two things would be pride and ego. Because like I told you, like, I, I, like when I get up in the morning, look in the mirror, like, yo, you that nigga, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. I've been that way since I was a kid. And even with that, even beyond all that, I, I've never, I've never seen myself as a failure. And I refuse to be like, not even, not even for a failure as myself, but I never wanted anybody from the outside looking at me like, damn, that nigga step was lit. He fell off. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah. Nah, not like, at all. Like, like even, even if I fail, I got to bounce back because, like, bro, like, I'm not being at the bottom and being beneath where I'm supposed to be is not my natural element. You know what I'm saying? So just out of out of that alone, I got to go. I got to make some shit. You know what I'm saying? Period. You know what I mean? I, I got to get it. So there's that. But then also, man, all of the studying that I've done of people who've actually been successful, they took mad L's. Man. Ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, failed repeatedly, lost mad money, had bad partners, bad this, bad that. Like, yo, they all went through mad sales. Like, like, but they had to, they had to go through that to get to where they're at now. You know what I'm saying? So, and and even beyond all that, like, like I told you, I moved to the U.S. in 1995, and the way that I was able to assimilate and study American culture was by watching movies. I just watched, like, literally, I learned American English by 
by watching the first Bad Boys on repeat for like a month. <laughs> I know every line from the first Bad Boys. Still to this day, because I, I watched it to study Martin and Will Smith. I'm like, yo, these are my first examples of black American men. This, I guess I guess this is how we act. Let me just watch it. And, and then it, that was a good that was a good decision because Will Smith is that nigga. Martin's hilarious. So right. I'm like, All right, that's okay. But like, literally... I watch mad movies, but the, the thing about movies is, like, yo, the main character is going to start off maybe a dweeb, and you're going through a struggle. It's going to be hard. He's going to win, take an L, take an L. And win at the end, and then have a great storyline. Yep. And my, my just naive, ridiculous speech to myself was, look, if I'm, if I, if I'm at the bottom of where I'm or wherever I'm at, that means that this is the end of my movie. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's more dope shit on the way, so get your ass up and get get moving towards the dope shit. You know what I mean? So, that's that's what just gets me up and keeps me moving, man. Because, like, yo, I'm the character of my own movie, and my shit got to win an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? So, let's get it. You know what man, I mean? that's, that's so, um... I had a question, but we've talked about you being in tech, music, having your own clothing brands, but I also noticed you're a realtor. So can you describe like how that came about and what that experience has been like for you? Oh, man. Well, so the funny part about it is I remember riding with my mom and she was looking, looking to buy her first house. And we were looking at all these houses and I was riding with, with, uh, with her realtor and her realtor had a nice size, like white Mercedes. And I know I like one of my best friends at the time, his mom was a realtor and she had a Mercedes too. So I was like, well, shit, if you want to get a Mercedes, you got to be a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was my, that was my, my like, my, my uh, naive mentality then. But as I got older, um, and it's like, just kind of realizing the importance of real estate, I was like, well, look, I want to get into it, but I don't, I don't, I don't just want to invest. If I want to invest in the best way, I need to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm fully versed in all the nerdy details and whatever else like that I need to know. Because like, like that's just how all in that I am. So now granted, like if you want to invest in real estate, like you don't need to be a realtor at all. You don't need right. money for any of that. But because I wanted to be just so nerdy and just know the full spectrum, like I was like, I just go all the way in. And my uh my beautiful wife, her mom was like, Look, I'll pay for your license and I was like, Well, I can't I can't say no to that, you know what I'm saying? So I went to school, took the test, aced it, and then I, I went to go take the state test failed that twice and I was mm. like man look I passed the state test mom Dukes and already spent money on it I can't be I can't be a waste of an investment <laughs> you know? right. I, need, I, need, I need to study and pass this shit and the third time I went in aced it boom you know what I mean so but essentially I mean like my thing was like I, I mean kind of like you said from the beginning a lot of black folks have been a railroaded in real estate like just because like, like they didn't know about the ins and outs of it so I wanted to make sure that in order for me to add more value to my community, in addition to just knowing all the ins and outs, let me let me get up in here, learn the game, and bring the game back to my folks and help them buy some more property, slow gentrification, build generational wealth, and just all those typical, you know what I'm saying, real estate things. So, yeah. That's so that cool. was why, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of on the um, same path because, like, we, we started investing first and we bought our property, but... <laughs> All the realtors and real estate agents I was talking to wasn't really explaining the process to us. They was just like, sign this paperwork, sign this paperwork. And I'm real like, 
ain't I all about the stuff I do and I like to understand everything to the T and they just was not like really explaining it and giving me all the information I needed. So I got my license and I'm going through the process of learning the paperwork, the ins and out, ins and outs, building my connections and just like you, I like to be well versed on the stuff I'm doing. I'm real hands on. I like to really know, like, you know, everything that's going on. I don't want to be in the dark with nothing. Yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, it's like my thing is that once I know the full ins and outs of something, then I know, okay, this is what we can do, this is what we can yeah. do. And like that helps me that helps me like formulate a game plan on how I just maneuver. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, yeah, like I'm one hundred percent with you. And that was the right thing to do. And on top of that, I got the cheat code. Damn. Yeah. It's a real thing. And you can just in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was that's that's our. This, I'm gonna speak on that real quick. That's been our uh, whole thing. Like she brings skills to the table, I bring skills to the table, and we pretty much planned that from when we first got together. You know, when we first got together, we really ain't really no shit regarding like that much as much as we should have. As far as I mean, we were super young though. As far as like business, yeah, she was like 18, I was like 21, and we didn't really know that much. So, but. Over the, we've been together four years, so we've been like pretty much learning. We always said, I'm gonna get these skills, you're gonna get these skills. We're not gonna get the same skills because it's like redundant, and, and we're just gonna bring them yeah. to the table, and then we're gonna go from there. That's been our whole like mantra since we've been together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and uh, okay. I'm gonna say, like, yo, y'all are, y'all are on the right path, and I salute it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because, like, that's what it should be for real, for real, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And you spoke on you spoke on your wife, so I want to ask you, so how uh important is it for just for all the things we've been speaking on how important do you think like being with her her mentality is that y'all have matching mentalities and probably matching goals how important is that man uh the first thing i gotta say and I, I'm, I'm not just saying it because she's in the kitchen right now making breakfast <laughs> but my wife is my wife is really the shit like she's definitely the shit and to be honest without without her mentality and without her support and without her being there and without her understanding like, none of this really be possible. None of it at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like, you got to make sure you got the right person and the right partner because, like, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have that and you're just doing it by yourself, one, there's not going to work and they might actually be a liability to the dream that you're trying to manifest for. You know what I'm saying? So with, with, um, with her, and I'll probably even, even beyond all that, like, I'm on my super entrepreneur path, but I mean, but as y'all know, entrepreneurism is, like, crazy up and crazy mm-hmm, down. Crazy down. And, and and my wife like she's so dope because like she understands that. But she also I mean she also grinds, busts her ass like, like she, she's a teacher, a tutor, like got got her masters and about to, like, about to get a damn PhD in nuclear. I don't know. Like, you know so damn. I'm, I'm joking when I say nuclear. I mean it's all like education and, and business. Right, right. I said I said, I said like she's like really a smart person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So having her and having that insight and having that. Just next to me is cool, and, I, and I, even beyond all that, like I'm a savage and I'm a monster and I'm an asshole, and she's so sweet and so nice and so loving. It's like I need that. You need that balance. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Because like literally, like like even yesterday, right? So I need some insight too. Like yo, I had some former, I had some former business partners. Like yo, kind of lies on me. All, all oh yeah, I see. I see. You feel me? I'm like, bro. Like I be wanting to, I be wanting to let the chopper sing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, keep it all the way 100 but wifey was like yo just chill leave it alone that nobody's they pop up cause you pop in it's mm-hmm. fine and it's like you know what you right babe 
I want to smoke these niggas, but I'm a chill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, 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 so, that's so funny because me and her, we the complete opposite. I'm the one that's like, nah, it, don't, it ain't nothing. Let's chill. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing. It's don't phase, it don't phase me at all. She's like, nah, ain't no way. We, we, I ain't letting them say nah, nah. And I'm like, yo. I don't yo. like that stuff. I'll be, be like, I'm, I'm protective. So I'm like, like you know, I'm going to say what I got to say. I'm going to stand up for, for him and all that. I'll be like, yeah, it ain't, it ain't no, it don't, it don't, it don't, it don't be bothering me because, you know, most of the time, a lot of times when people saying stuff to you, 90% of the time it's people that don't know you. So I'm like, why would I let somebody, the person that don't know me, affect, like, you know what I'm saying, affect what I got going on. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> and, bro, thank, and thank you for saying that, because, bro, the, the, the motherfuckers kind of lies on me. We've literally never been in the same room together. We've been in the same state together. See? You know what I mean? And, and then, then I got bum-ass losers on the phone. I'm like, bro, you what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah, all, man. All, okay. yeah, man. And another another question I want to ask us: We was talking about like community stuff earlier, and I want to ask you: Was how important do you feel like is giving back? And I'm not talking about like just monetary thing, but just giving back information to the community, like teaching things how to do things, invest in business, you know, all those things. How important is that to you? I say giving information is way more important than giving money because I mean it's like the age old thing, like yo, you give a man a fish, you get a Yep. Teach a man if she's good for a lifetime. Life you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, bro, like, give me that, give me that game, bro. And 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 for, I mean, first thing is, I am I always appreciate getting game from people who are already where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Right. But there are a lot. Of, I mean, there are a lot of people who want to get to where I'm at, and they need that insight as well. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I feel like, damn, maybe I don't know enough. Am I doing enough? But they like, but people always come to me like, like, yo, I love what you're doing. How you do it? And, and I give them whatever game that I can. You know what I'm saying? So honestly, I think I think that it's super important. And hell, Ron, I, I wouldn't even be on this podcast right now if I didn't think that it was important. Mm. Because you guys are literally living examples of getting that information out there. Because our people need a millionaire mindset. Mm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. For real, for real. So y'all, y'all are doing the Lord's work. Y'all are doing the universe. Whatever <laughs> higher power you believe in, you do what they work. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, for sure. Man, that's crazy, man. I know, I ain't never really looked at it that way. Yeah. For real. I, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's dope for real. And uh, uh, I just got like a couple more questions I want to ask because yeah, I I wanted to ask this in the beginning, but I didn't get I didn't get a chance to get to it. So the record label and the rapping stuff. So like, what was the what was like the influence on that? Hey, man. I told, I've been that nigga forever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the funny part about it is that like I told you, bro, like. When I came to America, I studied American culture, mm. particularly African American culture. Mm. And not only did I study it, I fell completely in love with it. You know what I'm saying? And like, and my mentality was like, all right, well, shit. If you wanna, if you wanna be a black man and express yourself and be free and make money and live life, at that time, all I knew was, hey, yeah. you gotta, you gotta rap, you gotta rap. I feel like, I feel like anybody, everybody.
And it's like, yo, like, and, and it worked out. And the thing about it is, like, always have bars, always had dope producers, and always love performing and being on stage and, and expressing my thoughts. But the reason why I'm not doing that now is because, to be honest, Noir B&B took off so crazy that I was like, man, look, bro, like, I got this on my lap, and if I don't nurture this, then I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be what it can be. And if I'm, if I'm right, and to be a rapper, like, yo, you gotta be writing to, 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 to me personally, to consider yourself a rapper, you need to be writing damn near every day, mm-hmm. you need to be rehearsing every day, talking to producers, getting beats, marketing your social media, doing album rollouts, like, the whole nine, right? And, like, I knew that if I couldn't dedicate that to it, because I need to dedicate this to it, then I'm going to just chill. You know what I'm saying? So, now, mind you, like, I still write rhymes. I still make beats. Damn. I got my studio, I got my studio back here. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's cool. So, like, so like, literally, like, like, I do my work in between my speakers, and I got my, like, the whole setup is still right there, you know? make me you know till from here till 100 years from now you know what i mean but this right here is very timely and it's so big and and, and with rap i may be i may be helping people just enjoy good music but i'm not solving a problem mm, you know what i'm saying right. like yo i gotta i gotta solve this problem before i get back to the just jump and rhyme you know what i mean so yeah yeah, and I, I love that you uh, you keep mentioning like problem solving because that's a that's a big thing i've been talking about a lot when i say talking to people that want to be entrepreneurs and they want to make a lot of money. I'm like, if you want to make a lot of money, solve a big problem. Like, I look at people like uh, Jeff Bezos with Amazon and, or Steve Jobs with Apple. People just see see what they're doing. They don't think on a deeper level. Like, the pro- they solved a huge problem. They made, they, they, they found, like, something complicated and they made it much more simple and much more, like, easier for people to use. It was like, a, it's a huge problem that the money is just a byproduct of them solving that. <laughs> so I'm a- I had I had I had somebody I didn't even have somebody somebody was on was on Twitter like I see y'all remember when Robert Smith paid for um all of the all the more houses yeah um, graduation fees yep. whatever yeah tuition so there was somebody there was a bunch of people complaining about it but one person was complaining about it on Twitter talking about how Robert Smith is this and if and if billionaires paid matter of fact no she was like she was. She said billionaires shouldn't be allowed to exist. What? And I was, yeah, she said billionaires should not be allowed to exist. And I was tweeting because I'm like, yo, homegirl, you're tweeting this on Twitter. And the person, the person who invented Twitter is a, billionaire, a billionaire. Only because, well, I shouldn't say only because, like, they Mainly because that. Exactly. Like, bro, like, like, this, like, this, like, they weren't just born with a bit. Like, they had to create something that you wanted to use. To be worth a billion dollars, like, but well, people don't understand and, and, yeah. and connect with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, bro, like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really ridiculous because every single billionaire, either they've been like a, a crazy investor or they all created a product or a business that's like Walmart, Amazon, Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's something like everybody in the world uses. So if they were, if though if they didn't exist, none of those business or anything would, would exist. So the, the whole that whole thing makes no sense. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. It's, it's, it's like what we discussed before, right? Like people will hate the successful, but ignore their journey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you can't you can you can't ignore the journey because it's like, bro, you hate them because they're rich and they're that and they're that. But like, yo, they had to go through this and build this, where 
free, right? Free. But they built such a platform that all of us wanted to use that they make money off ad space and just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, bro, like, <laughs> you're helping this person be a billionaire while saying that they shouldn't exist. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, that... that... Yeah, that whole that whole thing is kind of confusing to me. So <laughs> that <laughs> that is all and, right. <laughs> and uh, I, I I got just uh, one more one more question before we wrap up. And it's just uh, so yesterday I seen you. Uh, no, no, was that yesterday or the day before yesterday? I don't know. One of these days you posted about the uh, the Jay Z lyrics, and everybody that yeah. know me, they know that's my favorite rapper ever. Jay Jay Z, my favorite yeah. rapper. Ever. It's Jay Z. Ross and Ross and Nip, you already know that's my favorite. Them, them my top, that's my top three right there. Holy <laughs> All right, that, that's my that's my that's my top three right there. So, uh, I want to ask you, who is that your favorite rapper ever? Oh, oh. Is the goat of all time. <laughs> no Talking about the yeah, whole time? yeah. I was like, oh no, yo, cuz is, is the real the real deal. And her, I was like, wait a minute, I was like, dog, like, mind you, I met him in 2012. Yeah, I seen you, I seen that. Yeah, I mean, but like, like, like at that time, she wasn't even on when he was on. Now, right? You know what I'm saying? So his evolution was like, bro, like, I love, I love seeing what him doing. He did, like, had I kept going with rap, that's. Because literally last night I was sitting here watching. Uh, I was watching some. I was watching some movie last night. It was late at night, in the mid. And it just like I don't even know. I'm just sitting there. I ain't looking at my phone or nothing. And I'm just thinking like, damn, I ain't really killed him. It never. It ain't had nothing. To, it ain't really had nothing to do with the. He went in the movie or nothing. It just popped up in my head like, damn, bro, like this shit is crazy. Like, cause like how your story, like how you felt about him, we felt the exact same way. Like. When we first got together, that was the first artist I introduced her to. She was like, she ain't, she ain't know who he was. I'm like, man, you, you need to listen to some Nip. And that became her favorite rapper. So it was like, when like when that, when that happened, I was like, just the stuff he was talking about, like you said, he talking about being integrated vertically in business. Like, what rapper is talking about that? <laughs> like, what rapper is really talking about being integrated vertically? Like, most people don't even know what that is. I was, I was tripping. <laughs> I was tripping because on his last song, the man said, closing escrow twice. This month, month, both, both commercial units. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, man, it was fly. Like, he ain't, like, he wouldn't spit in no entrepreneurial stuff in the, like, in a corny, like, in a corny way how some people would see it. It was in a fly way. He was fly about it. And it was G. 
So it was like you 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 loved it. So <laughs> that's what that's what cats like us needed. And yeah. that's why that's why Hove was a legend and is a legend because like yo, he was given that for guys like us. I mean, granted, he's our era, but same time, Nipsey's really more our, our era. era. Yep. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I would say like like Hove is for like our big brothers and big homies. And You're right. Watching it. Watching like, it. Bro, bro, you have no idea. Like, matter of fact, so I'm, so I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing a TED talk at, and like at the end of this month. But when I, when I got, when I got the actual news that I was accepted to get the talk, I cried because part of my speech was inspired by me wanting to work with Nick. Like, I had plans to get my shit, like get this shit rolling, yeah. and like, yo, get it somehow, some way. Call somebody I know, like, get a meeting set up, like, yo. Wake up, you know what I'm saying? And like before I can even make it happen, they took that. Yeah, bro. So it's super sad, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, bro, like, like you need more. And that's like, even I love, I love Nip, I love Hope, and I love, uh, I love even Meek. Like, yeah, growth. It may not, like, it may not be like business focused, but it's inspirational. Inspirational. It's real. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, man, keep grinding, bro. Yeah, it's real. And that's and and that's uh. Like even that model with the meek, the uh nip model, even the whole model, like you said, whole was older. Like the only reason I'm like the biggest whole fan is because the, the people that was older than me, that's what they was playing when I was a kid. So naturally I just grew up hearing it all the time. But say I'm saying all that to say they make they make entrepreneurship and business cool where it's like accepted. So that's the same thing that we gotta do. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people some some I realized I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes us as like business people, we uh we forget like where we came from mentally. Like you gotta think like I'm from Chicago. A kid from Chicago, we see somebody with uh uh I don't wanna say a suit, but somebody that's like, you know what I'm saying, you gotta look like us for us to wanna take the information. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I don't wanna say we gotta dumb it down a little bit, but we we gotta know how to reach the people because they not they might not be where we at. We probably a little. I'm not trying to be arrogant or nothing, but we really we really advance advance. And not saying they can't get there, they can get there, but we gotta reach them on a level. Yeah. So that's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real, man. Yeah, man. And uh, man, I, yeah, that was that was my last. Could you have anything else? Mm-mm. Yeah, but before we let you go, bro, I just wanna say, man, we man, bro, I love this. I love oh, this. Episode. I do got a question. <laughs> Uh, out of everything that you're doing, what would you say you're the most passionate about? Out of all these different hustles, which one is like the biggest passion? That's difficult to say because, to be honest, and it's impossible to say because, to be honest, all of all of them, people don't like people don't even know. All of them tie into each other. Like yo, mm. polymath design, bro. I'm doing a lot of the design. Like we have a design team and all, like working on more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like bro, like like even um even with, like with real estate, like bro, like more Airbnb really is short-term rental real estate, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I became an yeah. agent partially to fully know more about real estate so, so that I could be a better CEO for new Airbnb, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all, even the event, like, the, the music, the music for all, for any new Airbnb ad, I made that beat, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you, like that's human vertical integration. That's, in, that's vertical integration. integration. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And that's... You know, so, like, so, like, all these things and, I, I didn't. I didn't want to have my talents and my and my passion separated. I needed them all to work together for the greater good of myself and all the people that I work with. So like, so I, I, just, I just made it that way for real. For real. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, 
my main, my, my real passion, as you guys have already said, really is solving problems. Solving and I just, I just like, I just like building businesses and doing cool shit. But you, but you build businesses to solve problems. So like, really, just entrepreneurship for real, for real. You mm. know what I mean? Like, that's my main. That's what gets me going. Man. Wow. And that's dope. Because I, I even seen it. It was a long time. I don't remember who it was. It was a billionaire. I don't remember which one it was. But he was saying, like, when you do, if you create businesses, make sure all of them are linked together. Don't do businesses don't, don't, that don't have anything to do with one another. Make sure your businesses exactly. are linked together. Yeah. That's, so, that's so dope, man. And Yeah, but like I yeah, said. I didn't even know that. So I, I, guess, I guess I'm not great. <laughs> you yeah, you're not at all. You're doing the right thing. Because I heard, I heard that, like, four years ago, three, four years ago, and that always stuck with me. I'm like, damn, okay. That's that's what I'm gonna do. He I mean he he a billionaire. He living proof. So mm-hmm. why would I be a fool to be like nah? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. <laughs> I ain't doing that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my. You know what I'm saying? But but like but like I said, bro, man, I I, I love what you're doing, bro. You got our support with, with whatever, bro. You reach out to us or anything. You got our support, bro. I'm with you, full, like full fledged hey. for real, bro. Anything I can help with y'all? What y'all doing? The, yo, the love and support is mutual. So I, and yeah. honestly, I, Fun as hell, and I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Definitely, Thank man. We you. appreciate you, and I'm gonna uh, keep in touch with you, though. I'm gonna make sure we keep chopping up, man. Hey, man, look, man. Uh, DM me your phone number, bro. Okay. Like, yo, yep. yo, let's, let's make it happen like that, man. Definitely, bro. I'll be, I, I'll be hitting you up soon, bro. Appreciate you. All right, cool. Yes, All right, sir. Peace, man. Later, peace. Yep, peace. peace. All right, guys. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets with. Steph, a.k.a. Steph is dope. Now, that was a uh, super, super valuable episode. I hope you guys took some gems from it. And uh, before we let you go, for people who don't know my information, you can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Xavier C. Miller. Uh, Facebook, Xavier C. No, Facebook, Xavier Miller. Snapchat, Xavier Miller 312. I'm tripping, man. And, uh, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even know how I be saying it. But yeah, uh, Deanna, she's going to give you her info as well. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Deanna S. Kent. Instagram, Deanna Kent. Or Kent Real Estate and um, Facebook is Deanna Kent. And if you haven't already subscribed to the Millionaire Mindsets daily text subscription, you could do so by texting at M Mindsets to eight one zero one zero. Again, that is at M Mindsets to eight one zero one zero. And that's all we got for y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening to another episode. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.